Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So. The next question, naturally, is who's next? Buck Showalter's gone. We all have our opinions on if they should have kept him or not. To me, it's open and shut when you hire a new team president. So you move on to who is next. So let's start with the obvious. As I sit here today, and I think I said this a few months ago on the podcast at times, I do believe Craig Council will be the manager of this team. Sometimes the obvious is the obvious for a reason. Sometimes things are out there and you try to put the pieces together and it fits so easily that you say, well, it can't be that. And what I mean by this is that David Stearns has known for multiple years that the Mets and Steve Cohen were looking to hire a team president for a while. And so David Stearns, to his credit, played the long game. He couldn't convince Brewer ownership necessarily to let him out of his deal. So he remained his team president. He resigned, went into this advisory role, waited for his contract to run out. The Mets were still interested, and they hired him. Like, this process has been a two-year run, and both Steve Cohen and David Stearns showed the patience. They showed the patience that, hey, if we can't get this immediately, we're going to wait. David Stearns probably knew two years ago he was going to do this. And so Craig Council, whether they're talking to each other or not, or it's through back channels, but of course they could talk to each other. They work for the same organization over the last year has refused to sign a contract extension. Now, Craig Council is one of the better managers in all of baseball. And we talked earlier about stability. He has supplied that stability to the Milwaukee Brewers. This has been one of the Brewers' best runs in their franchise's history. They haven't won a championship yet, but they did get to the seventh game of the National League Championship Series. They have been in the playoffs almost every year. And we talked about that word stability. Nine seasons as the Brewers manager. He took over. 
in the midst, actually early on in the 2015 season. So think about all those years. 2015, that's the year we were in the freaking World Series. So David Stearns has known Craig Council over the entirety, or basically the entirety, of his managerial tenure. 530 winning percentage, postseason, one, two, three, four. This will be his fifth time. Basically above 500 almost every year since the beginning. Did finish two under in that 2020 season, a year they made the playoffs. So I think if you try to put the pieces together, why hasn't Craig Council signed an extension? Why hasn't Craig Council re-upped in Milwaukee, a place that he's from? Like, Craig Council went to high school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now think about that for a second. Like, born in Indiana, grew up high school in Milwaukee, went to college at Notre Dame, played for the Brewers. He's a Brewer guy. Like, he would never be a guy looking to leave. He would be looking to depart for two reasons. Number one, to get away from baseball, which is, I think, the Mets' biggest competition of Craig Council saying, yeah, this was all because I need a break. And that's absolutely on the table. That's their competition. I don't think their competition's another team. Their competition is Craig Council wanted to watch his kids play sports. The other reason he may have been not signing an extension is because he may look around and say, I've had a great time here. I'm from here, but I want a better opportunity to win. And managing a team that's in the middle towards the back of the pack and payroll, it's fun. It's nice. There's less pressure, but damn, I'm good. And I can handle New York City with a top three payroll or a top one payroll. So I kind of lean towards the fact that Craig Council, as a manager of nine seasons in Milwaukee, is not leaving his quote unquote dream job to take a break, though it's a threat. I think it's to come here. Now, would we all agree, my fellow Met fans, that despite us having no connection to him, no affiliation to him, he didn't play for the 86 Mets, he didn't play for the 2000 Mets, he is a baseball player that we remember, but we have no connection to. But would we agree, in taking a step back, that when you look at his resume and you look at his connection to David Stearns, he is clearly the right guy for this job. Do we all agree with that? I think everyone can agree to that and that there's no question about it. Again, he's a winner. I mean, even when he was in his playing days, he was a winner. And that's kind of what we need right now. We need someone that's going to take charge and help this team and help this franchise win. So whatever it takes. And I'm not saying he's, he's winning championships with the Brewers. They haven't seen a World Series, but they're getting to the playoffs and they got that stability. Like we said, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think other than our biases towards, well, I like this guy or I like that guy. And Buck was a part of that because Buck had that New York connection. So I think a lot of us had a bias towards Buck Showalter, not only based on his Yankee days, but I think that led to it like this. Well, he can manage in New York feel. So I think we have this connection of Buck, even if it wasn't direct with the Mets, it certainly existed in New York. I think Craig Council, if we're just taking all emotion aside, because there is no emotion towards him, he has, between age, between resume, between connection to Stearns, he's the guy. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, can he handle the New York media? That's always a question that we have to ask about any athlete that comes here and any manager or coach that comes here. How is he going to handle that? And that's something that none of us know. We could go back and watch his press conferences, especially during this postseason, and analyze his answers, but it's different. It's different when you're dealing with the amount of reporters and then obviously the talk that you'll get on sports talk radio or the booze you'll get in the ballpark. It's a different element. doesn't mean he can't handle it, but that's something you would hope as a New Yorker, David Stearns can identify. David Stearns is a New Yorker. David Stearns grew up as a Met fan. He worked with Craig Council for a very long time. He has to know that a part of the job, maybe one of the biggest parts of the job, is handling the media and handling the fans correctly. If you win, it doesn't matter. But when there's any kind of adversity, how are you going to handle that? That's something that like you're kind of guessing at. Because again, looking at his nine years in Milwaukee, it's tough to know after a you know, a bad managerial decision in the wild card game of 2019, how he was going to handle it in New York City necessarily. But I think he's the best candidate out there. With that said, I made a list. I have a very, very long list of other managerial candidates. Some of them you may have never heard of. Some of them have resumes. Some of them you may throw up at hearing. Some of them may give you a tingly feeling. I have no idea. Now, this list, are you ranking it in order? Or is it just a no. li- oh, okay? All right. No, can no. you can at the end of this list we go through the <laughs> top three candidates that we both like? Absolutely. I, I will tell you off the top, and I think a part of it is the failure of Callaway and the failure of Rojas. That I want a guy who's managed before. That that is going to be something I lean towards. That there are going to be some guys on this list that have managed before. There are going to be some guys on this list that have not. And the thing about guys who haven't managed, you have no idea. You know, we're guessing. And it's like throwing a name out there and saying, well, he's been a bench coach here and he was a bench coach there. And it's like, who the hell knows? You know, when Mickey Calloway came here and Terry Francona, who has retired, congratulations to Tito, future Hall of Famer. And Terry Francona's like, oh, he's a can't miss. He's going to be great. What the hell did Terry Francona know? He didn't know. So I will name some guys that have not managed before. And I would tell you off the top, while you can interview them and you never know, and maybe they will be great managers elsewhere. To me, I'm going to prefer to hire somebody that's had some kind of experience. Uh, do you feel the same way or are you more open to the first timer? Uh, so I'm split. I, ha- I have three guys that I'm zoning in on and we'll talk about that after you give your list. I have three guys um, and Two have experience, one not really. Okay, fair enough. Let's just get one out of the way that I think is going to be on everybody's list, and that is righting the wrong and just hiring Carlos Beltran. Uh, I think that's, I don't know, man. I, I loved Carlos as a player, and I liked when he was hired. I was intrigued by the hire. I thought, okay, this could be good. This could be fun. This could be great. 
Who the hell knows? I don't know if going back to that is really the best idea, especially based on what I just said, which is I want a guy with experience, and Carlos Beltran has no experience other than he does have experience at the managerial press conference because he was hired and he did have a press conference. So he does have experience with that. That's well, okay, but the thing about Carlos, and especially why he doesn't fit, if the past two years or three years even, the ups and downs of this locker room, I, I know that he'd be helpful because of the bilingualness, because he'd be able to connect to all players. I still don't think he'd be able to unite the team or find a way to really – like all, all the locker room nonsense that I heard, I, Carlos Belcher is too passive to really get involved with that stuff. You know, you know, it's funny. I actually look at that being his strength, that the strength of Carlos Beltran is that he's not that far removed from playing. He's going to have the respect of, I think, everybody upon walking in there. I do. So I kind of look at it as even if he's more of a quiet guy, that that kind of leadership actually could bring the room together. Uh, my concerns about Carlos are I just don't know if he'll be good at the job. I just don't know if he's going to handle a bullpen well. I don't know if he's going to know the right time to pull a starting pitcher as smart as he is at baseball. Like, it's managing. I, I don't know what kind of manager he is. He's never done it before. Well, uh, all right, so here's the other guys the on my list. The only thing I'll just add to is what? He does have a leg up with understanding the, the hitting, and he could com- he could put together a great system for the hitters to be a, one step ahead. If you know what I'm trying to... Are you trying to say he's going to steal signs for us? Is that what you're basically saying? Isn't that why they hired him to begin with? (laughs) Hey, I'm not against it, man. God knows what the Braves are freaking doing. I'll I'll take anything at this point. 